Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Voices from the Mausoleum. In today's Zombie Awareness Month episode, uh, Zach is back, and we're going to talk his uh, top five zombie picks for his uh, zombie movies. <laughs> Yay, zombies. I think by the end Yay, of the movie, he's a zombie. I'm going to be so talked out, you know? <laughs> <clears throat> My mom is like the biggest zombie fan I know, actually. Oh, yeah? Oh, <laughs> That's God. awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan yeah. of zombies, too. I didn't actually know last year was the first year that I knew that May was Zombie Awareness Month. Like, so it was like, oh, I've got to do like zombie content. And then this year I do. I'm doing a lot more this year than I did last year. So I'm like, really like a lot of zombies. <laughs> oh. OK, so the first one you have on your list is Night of the Living Dead. And that is the classic. Uh, you know, that's the movie where, you know, I've actually, if you've ever read uh, Nightmare Movies by Kim Newman, who's a great author, great critic, he postulates Night of the Living Dead is basically kind of the genesis of modern horror in a lot of ways. And it's kind of hard to deny that. I mean, you know, Night of the Living Dead is, it's not just influential. It's a damn good movie on its own. And, you know, it's also a very simple film. Um, there's not really, uh, yeah. there's, there's not really a whole, you know, there, there's the social implication and, you know, Romero would, I think, would expand on that a lot later. I mean, you know, obviously he was a very politic, uh, socially socially and politically conscious filmmaker. Yeah. Um, but it's really a very self-contained film. Like, you know, the, the whole movie and, you know, obviously spoiler for the 60-year-old public domain film. <laughs> there's really no indication that the zombie apocalypse like that there is a zombie quote-unquote apocalypse i mean someone can correct me if i'm wrong but by the end of it it's kind of being cleaned up it's not until you know dawn of uh, dawn of the dead and day of the dead that you know we see like these global implications but nevertheless always felt that it has more resonance than some of those in a way um obviously mm -hmm. people disagree everyone's got their favorite of the trilogy between that yeah. return and you know that return to living dead and anything else romero did but Night of the Living Dead, I think, is so interesting for how it takes all those conventions of and flips them on their head. I mean, you know, Ben is a great character, and he's obviously the good, he's obviously a great guy, but his plan gets everyone killed. Yeah. And as much as I love Ben, um, you know, and I think he was, and, you know, he's a great, very well acted character, great, great hero. Um, yeah. everything that happens, you know, with him, with Barbara, with the family, you know, mm -hmm. Ben is unfortunately wrong about a lot of things and that ends up right. costing everyone dearly. And there are scenes in Night of the Living Dead that are still really messed up in my opinion. Like yeah. the young lovers try to get away. They get blown up and the zombies eat their remains. Um, the little girl turns and she doesn't eat her mom, but she dismembers but her with the... <laughs> With the plow shoe, with you know the I, I can't even remember the tools like the shears, the um, little yeah, <laughs> you know obviously, and I'm going to call this out for being just a bit of a contrived coincidence. Of all the zombies in the world, Barbara's brother just happens to be there at just the right time to pull her into the crowd to get eaten. But it is so freaking terrifying that who cares? Because it's such. <laughs> a and obviously, you know everyone knows what happens to Ben. Um, yes. It's, you know, obviously I am probably not the person to talk about the racial implications, but you have a 
roving band of rednecks shooting everything in the head, and, you know, Ben is shot on accident, and there have been essays written. Was it really an accident? Would they be, you know, upset if they knew? Um, you know, Romero, correct me if I'm wrong, Romero had indicated that this was not cast along those lines. It was not really right. something that they had in mind when they were doing it, but... Right. You know, just kind of like in Jaws, where the shark wasn't working, that just shows, I think, that sometimes what the director doesn't anticipate or doesn't expect and doesn't show yeah. can actually be some of the most effective horror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. But it's it, it really just everything about how they're under siege, everything about, you know, the zon the And one thing I think people also give Romero, you know, don't realize about the first one, the zombies are not just stupid, you know, shambling creatures. They they no. they can learn. Like they, mm -hmm. it's something they were always had in from the start. Like there's a scene where one zombie grabs a rock and uses it to bash in a window, yeah. Um, yeah. and that continued with Dawn of the Dead when what's his um, when one of them is bitten and turns and leads the, leads the other zombies to where he remembers the others were. Um, yeah. Day of the Dead with Bub, and obviously all culminating in Land of the Dead, which in my opinion is the worst of them <laughs> of, of of those four. But, yeah, and it, it's you know it really just kind of also I, I I know people have like talked about this ad nauseum too, what it did for zombies as a genre it literally yeah. enshrines them as not just one or two or three there's a horde there are yeah. you can take out one or two and it doesn't matter because not only are they coming anyone they bite anyone they kill joins those ranks. <clears throat> and you can there's only so many places you can run because you have to rest mm -hmm. they don't you have to eat they don't yeah and it's been continuing like e even now i mean creep show on shutter just did an episode where they revealed it takes place in the same universe as night of the living dead yeah and it's one and it's a really good episode that they did um and obviously yeah. the public domain now anyone can do anything with night of the living dead um, i once yeah. read I read a not. I read like one of the paperbacks. It was Return, you know, Return of the Living Dead a, a, a while ago, where mm -hmm. that is a messed up book, where um, with a lot of you know like zombie murder action. It is a, it it is just huh. bloody fun, and you know George Romero, God love him, left us too soon. Yeah, that's true. I think uh, I so Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I really like that one too. I think mm -hmm. it's. Um, I haven't, I don't think I've read as many things as you have, but I've, I know, I do know that he was kind of, whenever he was asked about the, the concept of Ben dying and the way that he died, a lot of it was not very straightforward answering, answering. It was more of like, well, it wasn't intentional or it wasn't like, it was just kind of like a, eh, maybe like he was very, uh, didn't want to say one way or the other all the time when he was asked about it. But I think it's like, especially, I think it's interesting too, considering how old it is and how many zombie movies have been made uh, since then, I think it's interesting to think about, like, it's, it's like where it stands in the social climate now, because like one of my favorite things about zombie movies is when they, they explore this concept of like human nature and what humans do in times of crisis and how shitty they're going to be, <laughs> or like, you know, the people that are willing to step up and do things versus the people who aren't willing. And then this, that whole thing of the trust and not trusting. And there's a lot of those like social elements that kind of all started in night of the living dead. Yes. And who is the person who would hide the zombie bite? There's a, there's a, there's a, 
there's always the one. I mean, I, I don't. I, don't um, I think the only like zombie in Fact T was the little girl. So, but um, oh yeah. But but yeah, no, that, that, that's that's a good point. You know, zombie, zombie movies are usually at their best when they're talking about what it what it more means to treat the humans. You know, who is mm. how, how they butt heads, who is going to be the selfless ones, and in this yep. case, kind of the like you know, kind of the one thing George Romero flipped on his head was no actually being cowardly and hiding in the basement would have saved them would have helped versus being the hero the person that's going to yeah. try to make a plan and and move forward yeah no that's true mm -hmm. and that's not something that you see very much now it's usually the other way around like it's like we're going to die if we stay here and that's the only option is to try to do something else of course you yeah. know yeah that's true no that's a good point i like i like night of living dead i haven't um Tasha just saw it for the first time recently. Really? Oh, yeah. I guess everyone, like, I, that's the thing I love about classics, though. Everyone's going to discover them for the first time. Eventually. And then it's always interesting talking to people who have just discovered them when you've been, because she also just rewatched your one of your other movies, which we'll get to in a second. But, like, she just, um, yeah, she just watched it. And she was like, I never wondered where that, like, Barbara come, or that, like, where everybody's always, like, they're going. Like, she didn't know what that was from. And I was like... <laughs> You didn't know where that was from. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. But yeah, she's been diving down the classics uh, rabbit hole. And that was one of the ones I think she just watched that recently. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, I just love when people are discovering, like, you know, just the classics. Look, I'm just also going to say, like, just one thing I always hate on Twitter is when people are like, oh, post these images from, like, a classic so-and-so, and they don't list what it is. I'm just like, oh, that looks so cool. I wish I knew, like, what it was from so I could check it out. What is it? Yeah. That is weird. Yeah. And then instead you get 30 people in the comments going, what is that from? Like, I I guess know. No one knows. <laughs> that's so true. That's so true. Yeah. So she just discovered that one. And then the other one she just watched is your number two, which is reanimator. Oh, uh, reanimator. <laughs> okay. So I would argue reanimator is not as socially conscious unless you're, unless you're uh, counting just do not, Fuck with the with the realms between like you know the natural order of things, right? <laughs> but the animator is just so much fun. It's and I am going yeah. to just give a shout out to Jeffrey Combs, who is like just one of my all time favorite actors. I have seen yeah. him in so much, and yeah. that man always turns in one hundred and ten percent. But yes, you know, the animator is one of those examples that proves that the book is not always better. Um, the Lovecraft one was one he didn't like that much it was written like just for money it was very pulpy it's really mm. not one of his better ones and also oh. know, even for, even for lovecraft it is appallingly racist oh. um i haven't read that i haven't read that even, even for love it's it's not one of his better known and well thought of ones yeah um it is you know it the movie blows it away um the movie okay. is much better in almost every capacity. And the movie is really what puts Stuart Gordon the map. You know, Gordon had this kind of hat, kind of had this way that a lot of directors do not of how to wed comedy and horror that a yes. lot of people struggle with. Um, you know, yes. like him, Sam Raimi, uh, you know, like him, Sam Raimi mm -hmm. um, would be, would, would probably, would, you know, be, be the would be two of the best I'd seen on that. But reanimator, yeah. it's it's once again, it's not a very complicated story. You know, you have Herbert West and Dan, and Dan who are Herbert is obsessed with discovering the secrets between life and death, and yeah. he just starts bringing people back. And Herbert's whole thing is he is fundamentally completely incapable 
of taking responsibility and moderating himself because he's obsessed with this. Yes. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously everything spirals out of control because Herbert is not the kind of man who will only murder a plagiarist. <laughs> he is also the kind of man who will then revive him with a serum because, of course, that's a good idea and everything goes sideways. And just yeah. the comedic timing of that, like when her when Dan asks Herbert, like, is he dead? Oh, is he dead? I'm kind of going to talk about Reanimator as you know, like a tri like kind of the trilogy together. Um, yeah. I, I don't think Bride of Reanimator and Beyond Reanimator are anywhere near as good as the first one, but they're still mm -hmm. they're still such gory fun. You know, like I, Brian Yuzna does not really have the same delicate touch Stuart Gordon does. Sure. But one of my all-time favorite horror wish, if you were to give me like a million bucks, and or, okay, it would cost way more than a million, but <laughs> okay. a million bucks, and I could just make like, okay, I want a fourth reanimator movie. I just like, you know, the third one ends with Herbert slinking off into the night, mm -hmm. you know, learning absolutely nothing again, and evidently going to continue all of this. I just want <laughs> one scene of him just showing up at Dan's house like 20 years after they've seen each other and Herbert has to crash on his couch. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, my one of my friends, we, we, we marathoned the movies together and we were just like, you know, doing their dialogue back and forth. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. And Dan saying like, you know, you don't, but you do remember we committed horrible crimes against nature. And, and he said as Herbert West, like, no, Dan, I committed crimes against nature. You just rode my coattails with comorotic substance. With homoerotic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey Combs just makes that for me entirely. And Herbert is just, you know, you can't even call Herbert a villain just because he is just, he kind of transcends that morality in a sense. It's, yeah, it's weird, yeah. He's just so amoral and just driven by his desire to go beyond the bounds of life and death, not even for any good or evil means, just to show just he can. That he can, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I, I would be very remiss not to mention the late great David Gale, who is fantastic as Dr. Dr. Hill. Mm -hmm. Um, the guy was isn't was an unsung, once again, taken from us way too soon. He was an unsung hero of who could play a great B movie villain. Um, the brain, um God, so much the Giver, he he was all over the place, really. And he did some, you know, like the very infamous giving head scene. Apparently his wife was like running off set saying, David, how could you? <laughs> how could you? Of Stuart Gordon, I, I would just mention, he, mm -hmm. a lovely gentleman from everything I heard, but just about like every movie he needed to like put in just like one scene of the heroine just being threatened with sexual violence. And it becomes like a little obvious like that, pitting the pendulum from beyond, Dagon. Um, it just got a little obvious after a while, but, um, you know, the, the, the giving head scene is the one that people remember and for good right. reason, but that is just such gory fun. The special effects are incredible and, uh, everyone just turns in a great job. And let me also just give a shout out to Barbara Crampton, who was like my childhood screen queen crush. And she's the best. Yeah. She is just like, she's making great movies. I saw Jacob's Wife months ago. I saw, you know, like, uh, Sacrifice. She Sacrifice. is just 
classy as it gets us like what just a super nice human being and yeah seeing like all the back and forth that she and jeffrey combs still have like just mm-hmm. on social media like you can just see how much they loved working together how much they yeah. loved working with Stuart gordon how much fun they had making those movies and reanimated yeah. stands the test of time in my opinion yeah i also really liked her episode of creep show from this previous season Yes. Oh my God. She can do like, it, someone always says it's the nicest people who can turn in like the biggest assholes in Hollywood. That's so true. Yeah. She plays, mm-hmm. she played that really well. I really liked that one. That ended up being, I think one of my favorites of the newer. Well, that was so much fun. The evil landlord, the or evil landlady. She is, yeah. she, anyone who hasn't seen it, by the way, totally see Jacob's wife from Barbara Cranston. Her and Larry Fessenden play off one another so perfectly. And that, that, that is just such a great vampire movie deviating a little from the zombies, but yeah, yeah, sure. It, no, yeah. If you haven't seen it, I would once for anyone who's watching, I would totally recommend Reanimator. It is just such a funny, over-the-top gore fest, which it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's great. Like everything starts out with Herbert West reanimating a cat. And you know, it, it's also interesting that like the zombies, like you know, they don't necessarily come back malicious. It's just that they're completely dead in a sense. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they yeah. There, 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 it's, you know, like anything I can say about Reanimator, other people have said better, but yeah, that's totally one of my favorites. Yeah, and I, I think it's on, is it on Shudder right now? I think you can stream it somewhere right now, I think. I think it's on Shudder. I'm, I'm pretty sure that Bride and Beyond are on Amazon and Tubi, and oh my god, any horror fan needs to like just have Tubi on their speed dial. Tubi. Amazing. Tubi's the shit, yeah. I keep Tubi finding- is amazing for horror. I keep finding things that like it, it's like going to like an old like video store. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's it's like funny. a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, no, it is. Like I, I just have my watches loaded up with just random things I find. Will it be good? Will it be bad? But it will be interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And Tubi is where a lot of the found footage movies that I watched off that list came from. There was a lot. Yeah. Like they 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 do have like a pretty extensive library for horror. I mean, they have other stuff too, but. I've just been really impressed with it because they have stuff that like hasn't even been available on anything else. It's been nice. A nice resource anyway. It's great. So I think my uh, next one was 28 days later. Yes. Okay. Now I know some of the zombie purists are going to be mad at me because one, they have zombies. Two, are they actually zombies? And the answer is yes, it's a zombie film. So be quiet. Like, uh, that's right. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> In order to have a zombie film, the elements of the film, you need a some kind of infection that steals the mind from those or from those it infects that makes them inevitably hostile in some form or another. Yeah. And yeah. Poss- and you know, you have you need to have that centering around uh heroes who are perhaps under siege. And I think 28 days later nails that to an extent that. Yeah. Other movies don't, and it's a very British film too. Like mm-hmm. the the themes of isolation in it um, taking place, like on the island where everything is cut off. Um, a lot of zombie stories nowadays, when you're talking about like American ones, mm-hmm. they center in not necessarily on the isolation of being closed off, but of the isolation. Mm-hmm of a vast landscape where there is nothing really to help you. When modern civilization breaks down, America is really just one giant landmass of, you know, the cities have become graveyards. There's the mount, there's the plains and the wilderness. 
Um, yeah. So it's just a danger-filled disaster area. Right. Um, yes. Walking, you know, Walking Dead, whatever anyone else can say about that, I don't even, you know, they, they didn't, the distances they travel, you still, they still don't cover anywhere close to the full U.S. And Right, no. You know, most of 28 Days Later, you know, they're in the cities there, and those are probably some of the most contagious, you know, zombies I've ever seen with the rage with the rage virus. Because one, because when you're bitten or you're tur- or you're scratched or you get the blood in your eye, you turn within a, within minutes. Um, it's if, so fast; it happens it so, fast. so fast. And you don't. It's not like in other zombie films where you have to like die first and then come back. Like that's not how it works either. Yeah. Right, and they are fast, yeah. just like zombies, because you know, obviously, they are still living in the sense but i think it splits hairs to say that they're not walking corpses because whoever they were previously has been completely erased there is nothing but boundless aggression and a need to just destroy and eat and rip everything around them apart Mm yeah one of the reasons i also think that 28 days later is as good as it is it is a fundamentally human drama um yes yeah killian murphy naomi harris brendan gleason and Christopher Eccleston in one of the best villain turns I have ever seen him in um, when we meet Major West. And like, there is the sense that something is wrong almost from the start. Like they act like a little bit off. They act like they're kind of like helpful there, but then, you know, the horror of, Oh, I'm just, we're just going to abduct the women we see as sex slaves. So the boys can have something to do is pretty is like when that, I, I think my favorite scene in the movie, and let me also just mention that score is so good. That frenetic. So good. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Jim yeah. Ha- is going to save uh, Naomi Harris, I can't remember her character's name, unfortunately, and yeah. he goes off on the one soldier, beats his head against the wall, shoves his, shoves his fingers through his eyes. And like she does not know if he is one of them at that point. He is acting because so- of the behavior. Yeah, yeah. He is so vicious and so you know like so into mm-hmm. it that there yeah. is no telling. But they and the romantic chemistry between them is fantastic through that. Um, yeah, it's good. It's good. Really, 28, 20 days later is just awesome. And no, it's a it's a good one. Yeah, it is like. The, the scene where he wakes up in the hospital is great. Everything just through that whole sequence, that whole last climax, Major West is just like an unsung good villain in zombie films. Like, he's such a scary bastard. And he yeah. plays it being like so pleasant. Yeah. No, you're not. I agree. You're not wrong. I think, And I think for me, like, so 28 Days Later was like probably the first movie, first zombie movie that I saw that really showed the um, the military as this like not helpful resource. Because a lot of times like you, you want to believe, right? Like you want to believe that like, oh, somebody's coming to help. Somebody's coming to save us. The military, the police, the somebody, right? Somebody that you put that's put in this role that you would just automatically assume is going to be helpful. And to your point, like as soon as they meet up with them, even my first viewing, I was like, I don't know about this. Like I feel weird already and it's just starting. But I did, but no, I agree. I think, and the, the concepts, the military elements in zombie movies always get me anyway because a lot of them just feel so realistic. 
They don't feel far-fetched. They don't, you know, like you put people in a sense of power, you put them in this situation, like how are they really going to be? And it goes back to what we talked about before with, you know, what human nature is in times of crisis. And when you have the ability, when you have the gun power, when you have the, the numbers on your side, like how are you going to be in those situations? And yeah, that, that movie is so unsettling. Even now, even though I know how it ends, I've seen it a hundred times. Like I just still get so into it, just like I did like the first time I ever saw it. It's held up amazing. It really has. I mean, you know, it's hard to remember that movie is like almost like what, like 20, like 15, 20 years old at this point. It's, it's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there is yeah. like, and that's actually one thing I think that kind of also forms a real basis of zombie films, the collapse of social order and what happens when, you know, everything goes away. Like mm-hmm. when you really think about it, um, all of human government and all of, and all of authority is essentially a social construct, you know, by general consent to all involved. That is what, you know, the law, that's really what the law is. That's what government is. Everyone believes. And what happens when that order breaks down, um, what happens when the people are supposed to protect us are become an unfairing or worse, an antagonistic force. Um, One hallmark of zombie stories is, oh, the military is here, but they're actually not going to help. They're here to quarantine and anyone who is bitten is going to be shot dead. Um, you know, like one, no chances. They don't want to take any chances. Yeah. One one interesting aversion to that, um, in some ways, uh, was World War Z, the novel. I'm not sure if you read that one. I have read that one. That's what I've read. I actually even read it before I saw the movie. <laughs> good. I hope more people did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was a good. I read it after there was another book by the same person that was a. Well, there was another story or another book I read first before I read uh, World War Z. But anyway, but yes, yes, I know that I'm familiar with the novel. Yeah. So, but you know, that kind of showcases all sides of, you know, the zombie apocalypse. Like sometimes the military is beneficial other times, but, you know, to some of the people, it is also abandoning them and using them as zombie bait. Mm-hmm. Um, days later, like the military in this, West and his boys are boys they're good old like essentially they're just frat boys with guns and they are acting like the worst stereotype of that the worst manner um and the military being an antagonistic force is i i I think that you know i i do not think that's unrealistic at all and that gets kind of drawn Mm -hmm. out more when you actually put when it's not the just the faceless guys just doing everything just because it's evil like yeah like in fear of the walking dead it's when you put the names and you humanize them. I, I think Wes would actually be less scary if he was a caricature. If um if he didn't care about his yeah. men, he very clearly does. He's very clearly upset when it he's guy. invested in them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that makes him, in my opinion, a more disturbing figure than you know even the, the than even the zombie guy than even the you know the zombie zombies themselves. And you know, yeah, so we're talking yeah. yeah zombies. You know my all my other all time one of my other all time favorites. You know probably I think the newest one on this list, Train to Busan. I know that's like a cliche answer at this point, but oh my god, did I love this movie! This many people can't be wrong though, right? Like this is a favorite. So Tasha and I are actually doing a horror bestie breakdown on that movie towards the end of the month of May because that's my zombie. That's my number one zombie pick. Yeah, that's my number one. Yeah, that's a phenomenal movie. Where do I even begin with it? It's like, you know, mm. obviously, I am not Korean. I do not have the social wherewithal to comment on everything being announced, but I have written, but I have read a lot um, about yeah. it. Um, just for okay. one thing, 
gets everything right in how it is a fundamentally human drama. Um, yes. The, the characters are fleshed out. Um, everyone, it is, it is one of those sense where not only are the zombies fast, but they, but the set pieces in this film are so cramped. The zombies are crushing one another. They're falling all over each over. other. Yeah. You know, social, it, it portrays the social hierarchy of, you know, South Korea as ruthless. You know, you're so, you're supposed to, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's basically saying here's the conformity, social expectation, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. or things like place of birth, the job you have, place of residence, clothing. They factor into this judgment of status in this country, as I heard yeah. them say. Yeah. And, you know, the, the best way to be rich is to be born that way. And, you know, the rich, the rich are literally shutting them out to leave them to the zombies. Yeah. And there is that, you know, great scene where they're trying to get in. Um, just though, just, I, I am a big believer that South Korea produces some of the best cinema of what we have in the world today. And everything out, uh, Yon Suk, just represents the most odiously cruel aspects of work-focused mm. culture in Korea. Just a man obsessed who wants just wants to save himself, still judging the other passengers, even when it no longer matters. Yeah. You're to sacrifice people below him. And, you know, it's no real surprise that a lot of the, the heroes of the movie are working class. Um, they are right. yeah. flawed people, but more selfless. Um it, 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 it's just really an incredible film. Just the human interactions between them, just the... Yeah. I mean, one, one, of my, one of my absolute favorites in that entire movie is Don Lee, who is just, oh my god, that man. Uh, you know, Ma Dong-suk, as I believe his, uh, his, real is his real name, I'm so sorry if I butcher the pronunciation. I have seen him in a shocking amount of things before he kind of, like, hit the big time. Like, I've... Um, like the gangster, the like the gangster, the kid, the the, the uh, is, cop. Is the that the guy that has the pregnant wife? Uh, he's. I, I don't think that I think the, the the big guy. Basically, he was in the Eternals. Yeah, the like the big fighter, like the guy that's like able to that's like. Cool. Yeah, that's, his and his wife, or I assume it's his wife. I don't know. Is pregnant. Like, yeah, right, I loved his character right. a lot. Yes, he was, he was great. So good in that. And he was I, great. I, yeah. Yeah. He is just fan. He is just fan freaking tastic. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, essentially, Train to Busan kind of asks what happens when you can disregard the social responsibilities throughout. Um, the The heroes are not only fighting to you know save themselves; they act in mm -hmm. conjunction with the greater the, the the greater of the group as a whole. Where they are, yeah. where yeah. their director kind of places them in scenes where their actions have to benefit others as well as themselves, where mm -hmm. selflessness is rewarded and selfishness is extremely, is extremely punished. Um, yeah. Yeah. Where even the idea of, you know, the, the issues with the elderly, with, you know, with, with the working class on this, it is just, yeah. it, it, it's a scare, it's a scary movie. Like even, just the idea of being trapped on a train with with the zombies is scary enough on its own. And I but all this this other people, the people pieces are the parts that like get you throughout. Like, and I will say, like, I think for you know, considering this is just a movie and not like a series or like a trilogy or anything like that, there is quite a bit of character arc 
for it to oh, be yeah. like for it to be just a one-off zombie film. I mean, obviously like, we have a sequel now, but as far as these characters that we know right now, I mean that the talk about like the the being able to see them change so much, but also it didn't feel rushed. It didn't feel like it came out of nowhere. Like everything, all of the behaviors that changed, the way their mindsets worked and how all of that reconfigured, like all of that stuff happened at what felt like such a natural pace. And I loved that about it. Like I thought the story arc wise, like zombies are normally pretty like, I mean, I don't know, that stuff's typically very linear, but this I felt like had a lot more going on than just that. Yeah, I mean, the hero is a, you know, he's a failure in his personal life. He's the, he's a divorced, yeah. he's a divorced father of a little girl. Yeah, he's successful mm -hmm. in his career, but obviously mm -hmm. unfulfilled personal life. And he wants to, you know, he really wants to be there for his daughter. And just the way those two connect, everything about this, everything it conveys is just so good. Really beautiful. It, it's, it just really came out. And just took the world by storm, and I'm like so happy about that. Like, you know, obviously so we'll good, get yeah. we'll get the eventual remake. You know, the American remake. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm actually like okay. Like, you know what? The remake will be good. It could be bad. Um, yeah, that, it's got you know, big shoes to fill, but I think we kind of already know to lower the expectation just a little bit. We yeah. just don't make horror here the same as they do. <laughs> like, it's just not the same. <laughs> I mean, personally, you know, I mean, so. Like, like I was saying, some of the best horror films I've seen kind of from the modern era have come from South Korea as well. Not only Train to Busan, but The Wailing. I mean, completely different style of film, but The Wailing is absolutely But still. Yep. Is, the Wailing is absolutely terrifying and just a completely fantastic a fantastic movie. Um, yes. Thirst is one of the better vampire films, I would argue, of the last you know, 20 years. Um, that one's really good. I've seen that one. John Giam, as we talked John about. John of course. is just crazy. Um, you know, Peninsula was nowhere near as good as um, as, tra as uh, Train to Basan. Um, yeah, no. I, I am interested in seeing where else they can go for it. It's kind of one of those where I'm like, does it need a sequel? Not necessarily. Would I see a sequel? I'll, yeah, I'll give it a shot. See what they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, now that everything is, you know, coming out, I can just be like, you know, I'll just happily sit here, just take a look, and if it's good, great. If mm -hmm. not, uh, then we'll, we'll, we'll just give it a shot. Yeah, I think Peninsula, so this is like one of my biggest things with zombie movies when they do sequels um, off of really great originals is that whenever I, I feel like it's, there's something of a disconnect when um, they try to move it into the future, even if it's just like a little bit, like there's just something more um, unsettling or terrifying or whatever you want to call it about the beginning of that initial panic of everything happening and everything falling apart. The falling apart is the part that freaks us out. But then when you start seeing that there's like people who have overcome it and they're living day to day and and then you try to make a zombie movie like that. And then Peninsula also was like a, the Mad Max of zombie films, which I've said before, like it was just like it tried to go in this very different uh, direction that just, I don't know, kind of missed the mark a little bit for me. I think it was fine. I think some of the effects were really good. The acting was fine, but it just didn't hit the mark that Train to Busan did. Yeah, yeah. Train to Busan is just, it's something special, and I absolutely I agree. Adore. And also, what I really like about the film, it does have a sense of heart, but it really also has a good sense of humor about it, too. Like, it knows, yeah. when, it knows when to be funny, it knows when to 
it really hits those beats. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it does. Um, hold on a second. Let me let my cat out of here. <laughs> Drive me nuts. All I hear is scratching on the door. Go, heathens. Go. 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 And in two minutes, they'll be like banging on the door to come back in here. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Cats. Anyway. Um, yeah, no, Training Busan is really good. I loved that one. Um, that is my that's my favorite zombie movie like of all time. And I always, whenever I talk about favorites. I'm, I mean modern favorites. I don't mean like the classics are on this other. <laughs> of course, yeah. Um, it's like, yeah. you know, my my favorite list can like change like drop of a hat. It really depends on how I'm sure. feeling that day. Um, oh, sure. Like, like some of my, you know, like some of my alt, like, you know, one of my runner-ups is Return of the Living Dead, which is just a masterpiece of horror comedy. Like, I, I, I could wax poetic on how fun Return of the Living Dead is. It is so... Yeah. I, I, it really popularized the whole zombies eating brains specifically. Oh, yeah. Um, where, you know, once again, things are breaking down, everything's under siege, and yeah. the zombies are running around eating people's brains. And it is it has one of the... It has some of the funniest scenes I think I've seen. Uh, like, when the, like, you know, the zombies do retain some kind of human intel intelligence... Mm -hmm. Where you know they will be able to talk and figure things out, but there's the great scene, of course, when the uh, when the zombies ambush, you know, the cot, like, and they'll like put on the uh, like the radio, send more paramedics, send more, send more paramedics, <laughs> yeah. send more cops. <laughs> yeah, the really is good. The Return of the Living Dead Part Two um, was actually pretty funny. Had, had like some actual really good. You know, funny scenes with the zombies. I, I remember one where, um, you know, like the heroes are trying to like reach someone on the radio, and like a zombie's on the other end, like come to the hospital, and oh. like one of them the idea, like, wait a minute, can you tell me who the president of the United States is? Harry Truman just hangs up the phone. <laughs> yeah. And then the little kid just asks, "Who's Harry Truman?" <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, Return of the Living Dead Part Two is nowhere near as good as as the original, but it it, it does hit some of the beats. Um, and some of the gore effects are just fantastic in that movie. Um, yeah, of course, no, I do. Yeah, that's true. I, I would be very rem reminiscent not to mention the punks. Uh, what's when um, Quigley uh, is an icon, of course, and you know everyone knows the scene where she gets naked and dances. <laughs> And she is, you know, she is an absolutely fantastic horror actress and underrated scream queen between that and Night of the Demons, which I suppose you could kind of extend to a zombie film per se. But um which but yeah, Return of Living Dead is also great. Um it also goes hand in hand with one I, I also love, um Dario Argento's Demons, uh Demons 2 specifically, where even if they're just quote unquote demons, it functions the exact same as a zombie film. Like they are just yes. essentially no different, just running around, slaughtering everything on the path. Demons Two is just a complete blast. That is one of our get. That is just one of the most fun, horrible Italians, you know, zombie films I've seen. One that doesn't actually have any animal cruelty, which is a step up. I actually just saw Demons for the first time. Ooh. Like a couple weeks ago, because that made that made Adam Hulse's uh, zombie list. So he that was one of his, and he was like, and I was like, I don't think I've heard of that. And he was like, oh. <laughs> Check out the second one. Uh, the second okay. one, you know, the first one, you know, everyone, 
the first one's so much fun, and I love, you know, my favorite character is Tony the Pimp, who is the best character in that film. Yes, we talked about him and his, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love, I love Tony. Um, yeah. Um, obviously, we you know, my all time, another one of my favorites, uh, for the runner-ups, Serpent and the Rainbow. And I'll talk about that in Dead and Buried real quick, but Serpent and the Rainbow is a bit different because it's more of a folk horror that deals with traditional Haitian, you know, um, zombies Ooh. in a sense. I lack the cultural expertise to talk about how accurate it is myself. I don't know right. much about, um, you know, uh, the, the actual teachings and practices of voodoo there. So other people sure. will have probably said a lot more about that. But it is a it is a Wes Craven film with some blistering social commentary in it where it becomes a tool of what amounts to a very brutal dictator who enacts it upon, you know, Bill, Pull Bill Pullman. And my grandfather actually said that's one of the scariest films he remembered seeing. It is a pretty, yeah. it is a pretty dark and like brutal film. It's, it's not one of Craven's all time best, I would say, like not on the same yeah. tier oh, it as came out in not the same tier as Nightmare on Elm Street or People Under the Stairs, but it is a it is really good. Yeah. yeah, and Elm Stairs is so good. And also, by the way, if you've That's never a good seen, one. I totally recommend Shocker, which starts off uh -huh. as a terrifying like Nightmare on Elm Street takeoff, and then it okay. stages the final battle as a slapstick farce, and it is such a tonal shift. I, I'm not okay. gonna. I, I can't explain too much to see it. But shocker, like just the ending to that is just incredible. Um, yeah, no, I haven't heard of that one either. The Serpent and the okay. Rainbow was one uh, one of the ones I said I hadn't okay. I hadn't Serpent. seen. You have to rent it. It's not streaming anywhere, but that's that's okay. Not, I'd like to just... I think it's on Shutter now. Is it? It didn't come up in Google. Normally, it'll tell me um, if it's they, on Shutter. I think they put it on this month, so it it, it might be relevant. Oh, uh, so it just might not be updated. Okay. Dead and Buried okay. is one of the, Dead and Buried is one of those films that just is like unfortunately very obscure, but it combines like zombies with like small town horror, where like there there's these murders in a small town, people being reanimated, the town sheriff trying to get to the bottom of it, and mm -hmm. it's really hard to like describe how I feel about this movie without spoiling it because the ending is one of the most legitimately yeah freaky, don't say. is like legitimately freaky. Okay. Hmm. That one you said is streaming too, though. I think that one. That one's on Shutter. Um, I don't think they're in any danger of ever losing that license. Um, okay. It, it is a really, really good. It is a really good horror film, and like once again, it is. It's kind of it kind of teeters on the line between slasher. Okay. And, uh, slasher and zombie. Okay. Good. Huh. Um, Zombieland is, in for my money, one of the funniest damn horror films or horror comedies of the past twenty years. I absolutely love that movie. Um, yeah. Without the incredible cast, yes. Here yes. Woody Harrelson, who turns in one of the best performances of his career as Tallahassee. Agreed. Michael Sarah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's, that, that that is Michael Sarah, right? Let me, let me yes. Check. Okay, good. I think so. <laughs> Or no, it he might be the other guy. The two, I know it's. I always confuse him and. Yes, um, yes. that's the one. It's him. It's the I Jesse one. Sometimes I'm sorry. I get, them, I get them mixed up too. You're not the only one. I I haven't seen you. like yeah. I love um I love everything about Zombieland. It is just such a fun 
hysterical film and of course the scene with Bill Murray every like I saw that in theaters iconic <laughs> I when I I went into that movie knowing nothing when Bill Murray when during that whole scene there was a there was a roar you could hear the theater shake <laughs> just dying I was dead at that point and <laughs> I yes, Zombie Land is just fantastic. Would Evil Dead technically count as a zombie film too? Like, I don't know. So sometimes what? people, sometimes people, so that can also be categorized as like a possession film or a, like I feel like there's, I think it, you can make arguments for both sides of it. Because I, I can see that like in a few ways. Um, I mean, Evil Dead is pro like the Evil Dead series. I would lump all together as like one of my favorite like you know heart like some of my favorite horrors. I'm not sure oh. if you consider that necessarily zombie in a sense. Like, it does take away from, but anyways, you know, just throwing spitballing that out there. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. Well, and I think, too, when you look at different, like, versions of zombies also being kind of parasitic in nature of, like, sure. taking over as a host, and that's kind of what demonic possession is. So, I mean, I think you can make the argument either way. I mean, yeah, and Demon certainly has that. Um, I, I, Yeah, uh, the zombies are certainly more talkative. There's, you know, they're more, you know, obviously they're demon-possessing human bodies. But, I mean, Bruce Campbell just makes that whole thing, the special effects, everything, the, the horror comedy. It's even so over just, the top, it's yeah. It's just over the top and great. Did um, you like the remake? Or, well, I know it's not technically a remake. I get corrected on that all the time. But whatever you want to call it, the 2013 Evil Dead? I, I did, actually. I, I actually liked it very much. I thought that the cast really all gave great efforts. Um I actually think that it's actually very underrated. I actually think um, Mia is a great character. Um, I think she was yeah. like she earned that heroism status, and just the idea of turning some of it on its head. Um, Fede Alvarez did. I think it was a great effort. I think you know some people are a little too harsh on it. Myself. Um, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, I like that movie. Same. There were scenes when I, I felt it legitimately like really really unnerving and scary like just some of the deaths and some of the ways yeah that, um obvious i mean in ways different from the original evil dead where i think even sam Raimi said that he went a little too far with the tree stuff yeah you know uh like you know he's even he was like yeah maybe that much um by by the end of like evil dead 3 though like uh army of dark i i Army of Darkness was the, one of the first horror films I I was able to see on my own. I just fell in love with like how epic that was, how fun it was, <laughs> how it was yeah. and Evil Ash and every yeah. everything about that movie was. Yeah, it's a wild ride. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Plague of the Zombies is one I don't think a lot of people have heard of. Unfortunately, it's like an old school Hammer film. Um. It, it, it plays like an old school. Uh, it, it plays like an old school Hammer film. It's very okay. much. It, it very much is like you know. It, it's what you get when you, with, with with what you expect. Um, there's some of the. Okay. There's some of the you know kind of normal the um the Hammer staple actors like Andre Morrill, Diane Clark, John Carson. Oh, okay. When people basically are just, are dying of a plague in a small village and mm -hmm. they're being raised as cor as corpses, um, okay. it's shot in like a real. It, it's 
not something where there's very many surprises, but it's like just a well done little horror film. It's one of like okay. one of Hell's standalones, and the, the imagery actually ended up being very influential on the zombie genre, much more than people realize. And it has more in common with kind of Serpent and the Rainbow style zombies, where someone evil is manipulating them. And I think this film kind of bears a debt to, um, there's an old Bela Lugosi film called White Zombie. where Lugosi, White Zombie. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, where, that's a know, good one. Where Lugosi is the evil, you know, the evil voodoo sorcerer controlling all the zombies. And that yep. zombies, I think, definitely took some stuff from that with, you know, the main villain, Squire Hamilton. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he practiced Haitian voodoo rituals specifically with black magic. Um, okay. He's using zombies. Like, it, basically, it's kind of like, you know, with, Serpent, with that and Serpent the Rainbow, zombies are scary, but the real enemy is human greed and human malice. Yeah. Which is very different from, you know, the Romero style, where humans are a problem, but they're not the source of the zombies. They certainly yes. exacerbate the problem, but there's not Like The plague right. happened. It doesn't have a cause. It doesn't have an explanation. Mm-hmm. And of course, Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. How much do I love this movie? <laughs> I love the entire three Cornetto trilogy. Um, I love everything about I this do too. <clears throat> it is just sublimely good. And so I'm good. I agree. Just Simon Pegg is supreme. It is just it's the best. Yeah. Everything about the Cornetto trilogy <clears throat> is taking some kind of genre film on like and just turning it on its head. You know, zombies, police procedurals, alien invasion. And S- Simon Pegg is fantastic in this. And like this movie had me in the feels like more than once. Yeah. Yes, I yeah no I agree with that actually yeah, it did. It's when really good. When Barbara gets zombified, when uh, when like, guy die, when he, he has to shoot his mom, and then his oh my god, everything about I I'm I'm just getting emotional just thinking about it now. Yeah, that's a that's a really I that's true. I think that's another one that surprisingly balances the difference between like because it is a it is meant to be more comedic, but it also has some like moments where you're like ugh. And so I did um when I did an episode with um Scott from he's the co-host of You Run podcast. He mm-hmm. was talking about Shaun of the Dead, and he he said that he feels like it's like the most realistic zombie movie ever because like you wouldn't like he's like you see someone and then you see like a zombie for the first time like most people are not going to be like all right let's take this bitch out like most of the time like you're going to go inside and like maybe turn on the news like it's like you know and it's like that's true i've never really thought about like how realistic it is but all of the boxes are checked you know if if that happened in real life you'd want to know that your loved ones are okay you'd want to go get them and take them to a safe place like all of these you'd want to go somewhere familiar like all of these things are like they're actually a lot they're they're pretty realistic which kind of makes it you know probably is like as effective as it is is like as far as being a zombie movie but yeah that's a really good balance of both of like having kind of has like a little bit of everything in it uh, oh yes and like you know like sean is in my opinion one of the more relatable zombie heroes because 
Like, what is Sean? He's not a hero. He's not even like a he, he, he's a complete slacker. Like, who wouldn't want to just chill and relax and you know not and just play video games instead of dealing with the zombie apocalypse and you know, <laughs> and of course there's Liz who I I, I adore Liz because she doesn't take any of Sean's shit. Uh, Diane, who sort of you know and the first like yeah Diane's awesome. <laughs> Diane's a jackass. Yeah, and I was actually surprised at how good the gore the gore was when David got ripped apart. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was good. That and actually, you know, there is another one that is also really good that in, in that vein, which is the only which I just actually remembered right now, which is in that in uh, the zombie comedy one, Anna and the Apocalypse. And the Apocalypse, yeah. Mm-hmm. One zombie musical. I can remember off the top of my head right now. I'm sure there are others, but that movie is so is I I saw that with a friend and we were like, this is better than it had like than it has any right to be. Not <laughs> only like not only is it like actually really clever with the writing and the character mm-hmm. and the action, but the songs are actually really good. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't one that I thought I was gonna like as much as I did for sure. That's a good one. That's a fun one. Um, what's, what's, what's his name's song? Um, the guy, the guy, the guy with the bat, I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, um, I can't remember oh, his name, but I know you're talking about. Oh, it'll come to me in a second. I think it was Nick. But. Maybe. Just, yeah, yeah. Soldier at War was freaking great, along with. Once again, when like you know, when the comedy hits, and I think this is where it goes pretty well with Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. when the comedy kind of hits over with a matter of like, oh wait, people can die. Oh wait, these are zombies. Oh, the like you know, there is horrible stuff going on, and it makes it hit a lot harder. There are some genuinely no. once again, yeah. emotional beats in Anna, just as there are in Sean. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, you know, everyone loves Pete. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh my god, when Barbara died, when, you know, when oh, or and Philip, when oh, just god, those bits still get me, yeah, yeah, no, that's they're a good one for sure. And they're just so fundamentally British films, too, like the stiff upper lip, even when you're bitten by a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah I um, I think the first time I'm trying to think the first time I saw, I think I actually saw maybe Hot Fuzz before I saw Shaun of the Dead. I didn't know, you know, like I didn't even know Shaun of the Dead. I don't think it existed for a while. And I'm very so 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 picky about horror comedies that like a lot of times if I know ahead of time that's what it's supposed to be, I may avoid it. But that was one that I I think I just heard so many good things about. I finally just was like, okay, I need to watch it. And I loved it. Like, I think I own it on DVD, which sounds like that's not a big deal. But, like, I only own DVDs of movies that I, I like that I love because I just, you know, it's like everything's digital. Like, or, I mean, everything's, like, automatic now. Like, you don't have to you just download stuff now. But, like, I, I remember, like, making a point to have a physical copy of it because I loved it so much. Sure, yeah. I mean... I horror comedy needs to be done very well, or it will obviously fail out because you know you need to balance more with the comedy. Yeah, and 
I agree. There is, you know, there, there, there is a, it's, it, it is a very delicate balance too. Um, if you do it too wrong, you turn the horror into a farce. If you do it, and if you do it too much, it's not funny. And it needs to be funny and tense and scary at the same time. And for that tension, you need to believe people are in danger. You need to be hor- at least a little horrified at what's happening on screen, even if it's made you. And yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just silly. Like, otherwise, it's just funny. And I don't I don't like when they do that. And I really don't like horror parodies. That's not my jam at all. If it's making fun of it, like, like I don't feel like Shaun of the Dead is the same thing as making fun of, like, zombie movies. Like, I think there's, like, some pokes there. But I think it's meant respectfully. It's not, you know, like, this is a trash and here's all the reasons why it's trash. But, like, scary movie, that whole franchise, all of those movies, yeah. like, yeah, I, I can't I can't watch stuff like that. I just can't problem, do it. Yeah, but the problem with scary movie is they there is good like you can literally tell what parts are like written by people who are actually trying and what parts are like written by people who are not. Because there uh, there is like uh, some yeah. pretty decent like satire in there, but it's overshadowed enormously by just the really mm-hmm. bad stuff. Like when, when I think of like a good horror satire, I think of Cabin in the Woods or Idle Hands or or Leslie Vernon, mm-hmm. or Young Frankenstein. Oh, Young Frankenstein. Yeah, that's or, true. Or Bubba yeah. Hotel. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, that is freaking great. <laughs> What's it called? Say it again. Bubba Hotep. It is Bruce Hotep. Campbell playing oh, Elvis okay. Presley as an old man who has been left in a nursing home where he meets a guy who may or may not be John F. Kennedy as an old man who is smuggled out after the attempted assassination. And there is unfortunately a mummy who is feeding on the residents of the nursing home. Okay. So it's the two old guys who have to stop it. And this is a criminally underrated film. I've never even heard of that one. There, there are some really good. Uh, there, there are some really good horror parodies. Uh, Club Dread, I thought was pretty good. I liked Club Dread. Uh, okay, there aren't that many because I can't think of many right now. But yeah, no, it's fine. But I, yeah, there's, and I, and I found, um, I found plenty of things like that that I have actually enjoyed. But if I just find that if it's like, if I feel like it's kind of dragging it through the mud, I feel like that's less entertaining to me, and I feel like that's kind of what a lot of the scary movie stuff did because it's like I, I just yeah. like I love the genre so much that I don't want it to be made fun of in a way that feels like shitty. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> it's it's what I say that the best kind of horror comedies come from a place of love. Like when I think of like good ones, Zombie Land and Shaun of the Dead are not possible without like actually enjoying the genres. Um Happy yes. Death Day could I not love be that one. I yep. love Happy Death Day. Could not come you know Happy Death Day kind of like flips the slasher conventions on its head. Love um, that one. That's a good that's one. Possible if you didn't love slasher films. I mean, sure. The thing I think I got me about that is Tree is not your typical slasher heroine. She is definitely not a virgin. She's having an affair with her teacher, and she is a complete mess of a human being. And kind of the whole thing is her developing as a person and becoming and becoming better as she goes. Yeah. Um, and it just makes it more poignant when we are going on that journey with her. Um. Yeah. And also one I really enjoyed, it's not technically zombie, but like Willy's Wonderland was surprisingly a lot of fun. Yeah. 
I loved Willy's Wonderland. It's like the FNAF movie I've been waiting for, only it wasn't Five Nights at Freddy's. I love that one. It, it, it Look, um, Nicolas Cage is like legitimately like one of my favorite people now. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I know, right? Like, like, so much fun in that movie. And so good. I was just blown away by how much I ended up enjoying that and how like dark some of it actually was. Yeah. I think my favorite um, horror satire at this point, What We Do in the Shadows. That's a show, yes? Um, It was a show. It, it is a show, but it was a movie first by Taika oh, Waititi. I didn't know it was a movie first. And Jermaine Clement. Yes, it's different characters. Um, They're living in New Zealand. The vampire roommate's living in New Zealand. It okay. is absolutely hysterical. I was... Laughing so hard when I first saw that movie, and then the sh then I just fell in love with the show. Um, what we do in the shadows just takes the vampire film and just has so much fun with it. And Taika Waititi does an amazing job. Yeah, I've heard really good things about the show. I didn't know it was a movie first, though. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Yeah, I freaking I I can talk about what we do in the shadows all the time. I mean, <laughs> when it comes to zombie films, I think that it's also good that a lot of other countries have pretty good ones too like um i think norway did dead snow yes i think it's norway that's right dead snow was good dead snow was fun um i can't think of uh I can't think of um what is head. the other is this one's a, is it french um the uh ravenous have you seen that one i have heard of ravenous i have the only one ravenous i've seen is an american one though this is that's like the cannibal one right where it's like yeah so not that one so i definitely think you should watch the other one i think last time i watched it i streamed it it was on netflix i don't know if it's still there or not but that is phenomenal i think it's i mean i think it's french originally so it's got subtitles but it's so good like that one was really well done i liked it a lot happily see that one yeah that one's really good and then um I've seen I've I've seen Japanese and Korean zombie stuff too that's been just so good. Um I don't think I've seen many Japanese ones. I did see Korea. Um Korea did uh there's that show Kingdom, which is really good. I haven't watched Kingdom. Kingdom. But the I think is oh I might maybe I'm wrong and it's not Japanese or Korean. Um All of Us Are Dead. All of us are dead. Um Wait, yes, yes, I did. I did see that show with the school. With the school, yes. Yeah, that one, that one was a lot of fun. That one was good, actually. I did enjoy that. I liked it too. I definitely think, I definitely think there were some things that I did not care about that I think could have been left could have been left out that would have made it a little bit stronger. But I really liked that one. Have you ever seen One Cut of the Dead? No. Was that, that, one? One, that was also on Shutter. That is like a found. Oh, that, that I think that combines like found footage and zombies. You would probably really enjoy that. I probably would. What's it called again? One Cut of the Dead. And is it a movie or a show? It's a movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. Okay. That one. Yeah, that one. That one's really good. I'm trying to think of any I know that are. One cut. I'm adding it to my list so I don't forget because I definitely will. One Cut of the Dead on shutter okay. i'm trying to think of any others 
I, I, you know, it's crazy. Well, I guess that's not really zombies. That's like monsters. I was going to say, um, home, sweet home. Oh yeah. I remember that one. That's, that's not really zombies though. It's really kind of different. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. Unfortunately, I think that one stretches. Zombies, or... Yeah. It's got a uh, monsters, like really crazy looking monsters. In it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know there's a bunch though. And I mean, I've seen, um, cause, cause wreck was, was wreck Spanish. Mm -hmm. Rick was Spanish. Rick, Rick was Spanish. Okay. Rick was Spanish. Yeah, you're right. Like there's, there's great ones from pretty much from like every, well, everywhere. And there's actually like a, like a little bit of a stretch. I'm hoping it kind of continues. Like let's see more historical zombie films. I actually find that. I actually think that's pretty cool. Like, uh, you know, Rampant and uh, Kingdom, they do, you know, the Joseon dynasty. Zombies, mm. zombies, and that is pretty awesome. I'm like, let's see more of that. Have you seen, um, <laughs> Sort of historical. Um, have you seen uh, Pride and Prejudice Zombies? Yes. Okay. I'd, I've seen that. I've read the book. It is surprisingly pretty fun. Yeah, I like the other one by that same author, um, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Yes. Oh, Seth Absolutely Lincoln. love that movie. So good. I have only... I've so, I, so I've read and seen Pride and Prejudice. I have not read... Abraham Lincoln, but I've, I've seen the movie. I love it. It's so good. Oh, I just remember one of my favorites. You just reminded me. It technically counts Night of the Creeps. Oh, I love Night of the Creeps. That's a weird I one. I love it. love Night of the Creeps. It only That's for such about. a good one. Well, and that kind of goes back to what I was saying about sometimes zombies are parasitic. Like they 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 act like, you know, it's like a a, a parasite and a host kind of situation. And that's kind of what I was thinking of actually in my head. I just didn't say it. But yeah, that's a really good one. I like that one. And also, I would also be remiss if I didn't mention this one before I like talk about like Italian and Spanish like old school zombie films like Tombs of the Ravenous Dead and Zombie by Lucio Fulci. This is one of my, this was one of my horror gateways and nobody okay. does This was like way back when and you have no idea how excited like I was as a kid to watch this. Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Oh, yeah. I love that one. There was <laughs> so much hype leading up to that that if you were not like around as a kid, you would not know. They would play commercials for it left and right with this yeah. time. The monsters are real. Yeah, no, that one was fun. I liked that one. Yeah. I love I still love Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. That had that is a surprisingly like that 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 had some surprising scares in it. Yeah. That's a good one. And yes, if anyone hasn't seen them, I do recommend Tombs of the Blind Dead. Like there, there are some real, like little hidden historical gems in the uh, Italian and like old school Spanish cinema. Um, mm -hmm. uh, the zombie one, like you know, I, I gotta mention like Zombie by Lucio Fulci. Like everyone gives it credit for like this the great scene of the zombie fighting the shark. I, I've never really liked that scene because the shark yeah. just looks. Shark just looks freaked out, just trying to get away from this. <laughs> like I don't want any part in it. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I, I legitimately think that the shark like is not a willing participant in this. <laughs> Italian horror films were not known for treating animals very well. Right. Yeah. I would also recommend well, Dead, Dead Heat, which combines uh, zombies and like buddy and a buddy cop film. I have not seen that. And Pontypool. I almost forgot it out, which is a really underrated one. I don't know that one either. Pontypool, <laughs> it's like it's set in like a it's it's a low budget one where like the world's going to hell and like 
the zombie virus is transmitted via language. Okay, interesting. Um, and it's got uh, what's this? it's got uh, Stephen McHattie is a radio DJ who is like recording all this while it's all going to hell, and it it, it is a really really good film. Hmm. Yeah, your your zombie movie knowledge is like far more extensive than mine. I hadn't heard of a lot of those. <laughs> Like, it's kind of like a little surprising. I'm just like digging back in my brain like, uh, wait, wait, I remember that one. Yeah. I think I end up having to do that with like probably more like found footage. Like there's a, like I always think of the same five and then I'm like, I've seen so many more than that. And then it just takes like really thinking and talking before I'm like, oh yeah, what about this one? Oh yeah. And this one was found footage. And oh yeah, this one that happens to me all the time with that one. I get it. And it, it, zombie films, like zombie, zomb, zombie films have a long history. They do. That's true. And they're also like so much. They have. They're like such low budget to film and to and to make that. You know, and like anyone can do a zombie film. You know what's a really good zombie movie? Um, children shouldn't play with dead things. Have you seen that one? Ooh, yes, that was a lot. Oh yeah, that was a. I got one. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, good one though. That's a cool. super fun one. I love that one. That and. But it's not a good zombie film. Do ne never watch Vampires vs. Zombies. I haven't seen that one. Oh, I did watch a new one last year that I had not seen before. That is either, it's either Japanese or Korean, I believe. It's called Hashtag Alive. I think I've seen that one. That's where it's the kid in the apartment and he's trying to. Yes. There's a girl in the building across from him. Yeah. So good. That one was really good. And I was I was confused why I hadn't heard more about it because by the time I watched it, it had been out for months. It was still relatively new, but it had it had been out long enough and I hadn't heard anybody talking about it. But it was really good. I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah, there's there's a lot of um there one of my you know one of my favorite horror writers who I'll have to mention, um Brian Keane did a really good zombie mm -hmm. trilogy. Puts a little twist in the zombie trilogy, uh The Rising. Um okay. Rising is like, you know, there's a zombie apocalypse. Now, I'm not sure how much, do, do you know much about Brian Keene? I know who he is. Or, I mean, you know, but that's, that's probably, the, I haven't, I don't, I haven't read anything by him yet. Well, he has a mythos where it's called the labyrinth, where kind of like the, where I'm, I'm going somewhere with this one, but um, okay. there was an older universe that was erased at one point by God to create our universe. And it's like a multiverse and everything is transverse via the labyrinth which is like a plane that connects all the worlds so the issue is of that of that previous universe there are 13 beings who survived it and they want to unmake all reality in vengeance um one of uh, there there's one of them his name is ob ob and he is the king of the sick of the Sikasim, which are a race of demonic zombies that he's created so ob okay. is a disembodied spirit and his whole thing is he will go to a world and he will possess a dead body and he will open the way for the rest of his kind and they will just overrun the world and one by, and just kill everything on it with a zombie apocalypse. And they've done this on multitudes of worlds and when he's done, he lets his brothers take over who, are, who kind of like handle the cleanup and erase that world. So he turns it like, what if the zombie apocalypse is not directionless and, and uh, it, right. is not just like, yeah what if it is malicious and ob is a pretty great villain there's actually like one great story brian keemans did when ob is incarnated into one world in the body of santa claus and he decides to like start a zombie apocalypse on christmas what the hell okay 
it, it it's fantastic. Like I like I said, I love Ryan Keane. <laughs> but um there are a but um I'm trying to think of like some others. Um have you heard in, of um there's a there's a indie writer, I'm gonna look his name up really quick. Uh Greg Stumbo, S-T-U-M-B-O. That name rings a bell. So he is a he's a horror author. I follow him on Twitter. He has a um I was gonna pull up his he has a um a zombie apocalypse like horror comedy trilogy that I haven't read yet, but he was he was very kind and sent me some excerpts to read on my podcast for Spooky Saturday Stories. But I was just curious. Um it's like his little thing is like surviving the zombie apocalypse doesn't suddenly mean these guys are survival experts. This group is better at slinging insults than killing zombies. <laughs> so I was just curious, as you mentioned the other, that if you, I was just wondering if you had heard or read any of that um, or read any of his stuff. I had not. The other okay. like zombie one that I know that is really, that I really like is um, Sean McGuire, um, her news flesh trilogy. I haven't read anything zombie except the only horror zombie anything I've read is Pride and Prejudice. And then I've read some stories from this, um, the Undead Zombie Anthology. But I haven't read because I think I've told you, like, I'm pretty new jumping into the horror reading world. So I'm very limited on my knowledge there. I gotcha. I gotcha on that. Uh, Shauna McGuire, I really recommend her. She is a really, really, really terrific writer and person. Um, the News Flesh uh, trilogy, the News Flesh stuff. She also writes under a pen name, Mira Grant. Um, okay. The News Flesh stuff is really, really good. Um, that's okay. one of her. That, that's one of her. That, that's one of her better ones. And okay. every, she she did one which which has like Killer Mermaids. That is like one of my all time favorite horror novels. Now that sounds cool. Yeah, it's called Into the Drowning Deep. I freaking love love that one. But but the news. You'll have Flesh, to message me her name. I totally will. Totally will. She's very. She's so very. Find her. She's very active on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. I, and I don't think I'm following her already, so I'll have to. You'll have to message me. Definitely. Totally should. Uh, there. Try things some others. Um, Dread Nation by Justina Ireland is actually a really good historical one, where it's um, <clears throat> you know, the dead began to walk after the Battle of Gettysburg. Um, everything changed in the U.S. The heroine is a. Uh, you know, basically a young black woman who, and they are essentially using them as warriors in, um, warriors in the, uh, you know, in the war against zombies. It's a really good book. Hmm, okay. I, I mean, I really like zombies. I'm definitely like open to checking out anything zombie related. Um, zombie is, uh, I feel like a lot easier to, I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound like I'm trying to be like, I'm simplifying it, but like, I feel like zombies are an easy win for me. Like it takes, it takes a lot to make me hate something zombie related. Whereas other subgenres, I'm like really picky about, you know what I mean? That's totally fair. Yeah. I feel like zombies are just a lot easier for some reason for me to just be satisfied with what I'm given, <laughs> I guess. I mean, obviously everyone knows The Walking Dead. Yeah. Which you know the um, the comic, I, I I will confess I am not a huge fan of the comic. Like I liked it for a while, and then it just kind of like, in my opinion, began dragging on a little, and I just made some choices I did not like. Okay. 
Um, it's. I feel the opposite. I didn't. I loved the series, the comic series. I hated the show. <laughs> I didn't like the show much. So. Yeah, the show. The show was. I will say the first season is by far the best. Like the first season was everything I was could possibly want as far as like separating the two and just watching it as a zombie show. But like, and I know I people are probably so sick of hearing me say this, but when I got to the episode, I think it's in season three, I think, where they did an entire episode about Carl eating pudding on a roof. I was out. I was like, I'm not watching this shit anymore. Y'all are wasting my time. Like, so I stopped watching it. And I and I never I tried to go back and I just could not get back into it. So I I I stopped watching it after that. Yeah, but I, I think everyone has the point where The Walking Dead just like went downhill from them and like all of AMC's programming where it's like Walking Dead, Fear of the Walking Dead, Return of the Walking Dead, Talking Dead, Talking about Well, the and you know, dead. well, and you know Maggie and Negan are getting a spin-off as well. That's sick. I don't know what that one's going to be called or anything, but I just know that it's a thing. Like I read an article about it not that long ago that it's going to be a thing. At the end of it, I remember just someone said like and then like Gangs of London. Someone said, yeah, Gangs of London better pull its weight. <laughs> it pull its weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't really think of, like, many other good, like, zombie comics at the moment. Um, yeah. No, it's okay. I read a, I read a cute one called uh, Damned Cursed Children. I have not even heard of that. What was that like? Um... I was going to show you what they look like, but I think from packing and stuff, I think they're like in something else. Um, so it's it's a series. It's five. There's five of them. Um, it's just a really short, very, very quick little reads. But they're, um, it's just a story about um, this town. It starts in this town and um, it, it only affects children under the age of 12. Okay. And it's just about that, you know, you have like your main, um, your protagonist, um, there are a couple of them, they change as, you know, different ones don't make it. Um, but they, um, and it's just about them trying to survive the town being taken over by little zombie kids. Interesting. I like that. It's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. And it's funny because you've got like the badass millennial who just wants to go out to get coffee in the middle of this apocalypse. And like, it's really cute. I liked it a lot. I'll, um, I'll have to look it up and see if it's. I think uh, Howard Wong was one of the writers, I think. And then the art was done by somebody else or I'm completely wrong. And he did the art and somebody else did. I can't remember, but it was like a a multiple people project, but it was, um, it's really cute little like five episode little series. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah. It was cute. But um, yeah. Well, cool. That's your list for zombie. Month. That is indeed my list for zombies. Uh, <laughs> all of the zombie movies. <laughs> all, of, all of them. Um, there's ones I haven't seen. Like I've heard there's one called Wand of the Dead, which is actually supposed I, to be like actually be not that bad. I feel like I might have seen that. I don't think I've watched it, but I think I've seen it like advert. Like I think I've seen it somewhere before because that sounds familiar. Yeah, I know that. Uh, Oh, and oh, one other I should mention. It is so unknown by people, which sucks because it is like surprisingly really good. Mm-hmm. Cemetery Man. I haven't seen that one. How do I talk about Cemetery Man? That is. <laughs> Cemetery Man? Cemetery is Man. it older? Yes. It is like, it has to be from the like the 80s. 90, it, 94? Maybe um, with Rupert Everett. 
It is with Rupert Everett. Um, yeah. It says it yeah. came out in 1994. It's got a 7.1 out of 10 on IMDb. That's pretty good. Delamort, Delamort, as the Italians say, is he, li uh, he lives with a uh, guy. He lives with a guy named Na Nagi who can only say nah. Um, he kills the zombies who awaken every night. Um, he has no clue why they're rising. Dead is mad at him. Nobody believes him. Yet he gets in, gets involved in it with a widow who he's who recently buried her husband, and she's bitten by a zombie. And then things get weird. Okay. It's it is a very weird movie. Um, I'm I'm not really sure how to even describe the ending. Don't tell me the ending. I might watch well, it. I'm not going to tell you the ending, but it is a very strange film. Um, hmm. it, 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 I saw this once late at night on cable, which is where I saw so many things when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. And it was just one of the strangest, most interesting movies I had ever seen up to that hmm. point. And... <clears throat> I'm I'm just trying to think about like like what can I say about that movie, but yeah no that that's like my that's like my underrated dark horse. Yeah, he doesn't even have any ways listed to watch it. Yeah, I I don't know if it's streaming anywhere, but it's definitely worth tracking down if you can. Um, yeah, I'll have to look into that one too. I made a list of the ones that you said so far. Well, most of them. Okay. Oh, good, good. Yeah, let, let me know if you need any reminders. I'm, like, totally always happy. To <laughs> yeah, you're a list maker. Um, definitely send me the name of that uh, author, the female author you were talking about that did the... Definitely send me that, because I want to follow her. Shannon McGuire. Yes, Shannon. I, I absolutely love Shannon McGuire. She is just, like... She is just, like, a super awesome person, great writer, super talented. And just a prof profoundly awesome individual. Awesome. I'll check her out. I'll go give her a follow and I'll look at her books because I definitely need some um, variety in some of the stuff that I'm reading and <laughs> that I can make time to read because I can't read like a lot of you guys can. I'm like, it takes me forever. <laughs> uh, don't worry. Everyone reads differently. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks for making time to come on. I'm sorry we had to reschedule. Oh, no. 100% fine. I'm totally, I'm totally happy. I had fun. I had fun talking about this. Yeah, cool. No, I did too. Now I have like a whole new list of zombie movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> we should like get the gang back together next time for like, I don't know, like a folk horror or vampire discussion. Yeah, we should. Yeah, it's, um, and I think I, I think the, the version of StreamYard that I use will allow me to have up to six people, I think, because I don't pay for it. I think I can have up to six. So maybe you can get more next time to do. Ooh, yeah. yeah, no, I would love, like, oh, my God, like, just talk about, like, underrated vampire films. I would have, like, an even longer list on that. Oh, I bet. I could I could use some advice on some vampire movies. I'm not I'm not well-versed in those. I know, I mean, I know some classics, but I don't know a lot of the, you know, in between, so. <laughs> yes. Well, anyways, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah, you'll have to come back and do. So what was the one we were going to do with Steve? Was it folk horror? I think it might have been folk horror. All right. Well, have a great night. Thanks. You too. I'll uh, talk to you eventually. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So that was my uh, chat with Zach um, Orb on Twitter. I'll put all his information below. Um, 
And yeah, those were his five zombie picks. Anybody sick of zombies yet? I hope not, because there's so many more to go. Uh, anyway, thanks for tuning in for this one. Have a good rest of your week. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll see you in the next one.